What makes good sex good? <laughs> ah, great. The, the, the golden question. Trust and patience and talking. I wasn't scared to communicate what I wanted, and neither was she. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Peak, the talk show about what makes good sex good. My name is Robin, and today I am joined with Grace Perkins, a comic book artist and delightful queer individual who I had the pleasure of meeting at the San Antonio Zine Fest. How are you today, Grace? I'm doing pretty good. (laughs) Marvelous. Um, Why don't you introduce yourself a little more thoroughly for the listeners? Oh, introduce me. Okay. Um, I'm originally from Central Texas, um, and I've been drawing for close to ten years now. Um, and the the queer comic story, the the well, queer romance, the story that I'm working on right now, um, I've been developing for close to like ten years. Um, and it's really all about um, something that's really near and dear to me is representing. Um, oh my goodness, um, like positive representations of like sex and intimacy and, um, establishing like a genuine, like genuine companionship and mutual respect between two people, like even, you know, in platonic relationships, you know, because love is something love can be you know, with or without sex, and you can also have sex without, without love. And these are things that I feel like should be more normalized and talked about, like, you know, people of all ages, you know, growing up, it wasn't something that I was taught to be comfortable with. So now I want to make things, you know, for people, you know, who don't feel like they see something that they're comfortable with reading related, you know, to love or sex or, you know, just being, just having like any sort of like romantic or platonic connection to people that they can relate to, you know? Um, and it doesn't always have to be like, um, openly sexual all the time or have like just the same demeaning or misrepresenting tropes. So, um, that, that is my introduction and what I do. (laughs) Marvelous. Um, (laughs) Do you have any, comics or books or artists or creators that you really enjoyed and that you think may influence your work? Um, so I, I do have one big influence that comes to mind. Um, and, and her name is EK Weaver. She is based in Austin, Texas, and she is the, she is the artist and writer of one of my favorite web comics um, that I've that I've ever read, um, and it's called the Less Than Epic Adventures of TJ Animal. Um, and it started as a web comic, and now you can actually like purchase it um, in print. Um, but it's it's so like beautifully like just drawn and written. Anyway, she's she's been a huge influence for me. Um, and, and she's, she's also, um, openly bisexual herself. 
um, that I know of. So, um, yes, I just, she's just the first person that came to my mind. (laughs) What do you think makes a good intimate scene in a book or a comic? And what do you think makes a bad intimate scene? Um, well, like good intimacy, like good, like a good intimate scene for me, um, but just, um, I guess the only way I can describe it is sort of, um, like describing it, like the way I would see it in my head, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, cause for me, when I, when I see a good intimate scene, um, it's something that like, that I guess I've either experienced myself or something that really like, just gives me this chilling, like feeling like, oh my gosh, like this feels like just really like warm and soft and real. And I could just look at it over and over again, kind of thing. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my gosh, like just this, whether if it's sexual or not, because, because another thing that I like to like specify about intimacy, it's it like, it doesn't always have to do with like, um with like sexual attraction it can just be you know like just like holding someone's hand or just being like close to them you know um Mm -hmm. and people that are able to convey that um like visually like in um in a comic book or even like through writing to me that's like that's something that's um it's not the easiest to do but it has like such a dramatic impact on me every time every time I read it or every time I see it. So the title of one of your comics, or I think it's a series, is uh, Tender Moments. Uh, is that right? Oh, Tender Stories. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I love that title. And this might be a bit of a strange question, but have you... How long have you been interested in the idea of tenderness and in trying to depict tenderness in your art? Uh, always. Um, like ever since, and, and I really truly mean that. And this, this isn't uh, a strange question at all because, you know, it's, it's something that has, that I've really wanted to emphasize in my work, um, for a long time. So, you know, when people ask you about it, I'm, you know, it's, it's perfectly normal and fine to me. Um, but yeah, like pretty much ever since I started drawing, um, you know, when I was, you know, <laughs> honestly, like 10 and 11 years old, I just, I always knew that this is what I wanted to do. Um, and that I wanted to draw things, um, that, just brought me personal joy and it evolved into wanting to bring others like a form of personal joy that they probably Mm -hmm. haven't experienced for themselves in comics and art and whatever. Um, and you know, growing up, I never had, well, I would, I shouldn't say never. I mean, I didn't often have like this feeling of tenderness from my own family and, um, my art was kind of this way of like feeling tender and warm and comfortable in a way that um, the people that I was surrounded by very often, like that I didn't feel like they were providing me. Um, And it was an outlet for me to, you know, to just to feel comfortable. So was it a way for you to create 
intimacy for yourself that you weren't finding in other places? Yes, pretty much. Like, that's exactly right. Um, and like, and it's almost been like a form of like self exploration too. Um, because often I will go back, um, like through works that I've created or written and I will kind of see the progression of like either what I've written or how I've written things. Um, and I'm just seeing like, just like little pieces of growth, like throughout each one, like the, like each newer piece that I read, if that makes sense. And, and again, like as, <laughs> as cheesy as that sounds, like a lot of the things that, that I write are like sappy and cheesy, but you know, um, or tender. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, but it's something that I feel like, you know, um, that we should be more comfortable with because like, you know, um, most of us have had those feelings about certain things or interests or people, but you know, not everyone is taught to be necessarily comfortable with it you know mm-hmm. so um yeah i just i just want to like spread that and you know tell people hey you know this is it's this is this is love in in the way that i feel like it should be celebrated so well i love that and <laughs> i haven't gotten to read much of your work yet but i do follow your art and I'm of the opinion that both life imitates art and art imitates life. Like we're inspired from the things around us, but also we can be inspired by the things we read and the art we see, and it can give us permission to explore those things in our lives. So mm-hmm. I think you're doing really awesome work. Thank you so much. Um, and I really, I firmly believe that I wouldn't be continuing. I wouldn't be able to continue making the kind of work that I do without like the contributions and affirmations of others. Like, and I really mean this, like even people just telling me like, like, Oh, like, you know, I enjoy this or it makes me like feel like just a certain way. Um, like that's positive. Like, you know, that shows me that what I'm doing is actually resonating with people and um and even like things that aren't like even if there's things that I can improve on like I just love people's like honest like feelings on my work that I want to like convey some sort of emotion you know like mm-hmm. so thank you so much for for um affirming that for me <laughs> so in your work you primarily depict queer folks and queer relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, could you talk about that choice to focus on the queer community? Most definitely. Um, and, you know, my simple answer for that is, um, you know, the fact that, of course, a lot of like romance stories that we see or read um, or just typically see anywhere is within um a heteronormative uh lens um (laughs) and um so many artists that i've met are are queer um whether if you know they're trying to make comics or art or like poetry like whatever it is just always this um 
almost like a fight for visibility. Like all of us are just trying to just attain like more visibility in, in any form. I mean, it's, it's something that I've wanted to, um, like just representing like queer relationships in a way that is, um, like, again, like very positive and very tender. Um, because queer people are just trying to like live and love just like anyone else, you know? Um, and again, not, not everybody on this earth obviously feels that way. Um, and it really isn't like a mission to try and like, quote unquote, like change people's minds. But, you know, if I can provide something to queer people with a queer story, um, that they can find comfort in, then, you know, and that's all I end up doing in the end, then, you know, then I'm happy because it really is like for, for queer people and for queer people to find something that they can engage with. And again, just, I reiterate just to feel like comfortable. Um, cause not everybody like really sees themselves in, in comic books most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's why like, you know, I love just all of this independent, like, work that's been like emerging with um that's why I love the internet because there's so many like artists and there's so many stories that like people just don't know of because like you know it just like we just haven't seen it yet you know Mm -hmm. um and it takes a lot of like time and and energy and (laughs) like and money like just for me to even like make a physical book and you know, um, and again, it's all because of like the people who've helped me to get to this point. So, um, I'm going to end that, um, on that point. <laughs> Marvelous. So I'd like to move into my main questions now. Mm-hmm. How would you describe your sexual identity and personality? So I, I openly identify as bisexual, um, and I haven't come out to, to everyone, like, in my life, but I'm proud to say it here, you know, um, that's fine with me, um, (laughs) um, and I've only been, I've only been out for, um, about a year now, um, but it's something that I've always kind of had, like, uh, for a lack of a better way of saying it, kind of like, um, like just bubbling up inside ever since I was a kid, um, raised in an environment where, um, like queerness or anything other than like, um, just being straight was just not a thing. Like it just wasn't a thing that was talked about other than that it was, you know, um, just not something that was really normal or taken seriously. I just feel like I have been like for a long time. And I just thought that, you know, if I said something, people would think that I was like weird or like, oh, it's like just a phase and like just all of these other just lies and misconceptions about queer people in general that we've 
heard very often. <laughs> but apart from that, you know, I, <laughs> as, as my stories imply, um, I do feel like I'm, I'm a very like tender person, like sexually as well. Um, I really do crave like, <laughs> like having a, um, like a very like close and intimate, like just physical, um, like connection with the person that I'm with. And, um, but I also, um, you know, crave things, um, sexually as well that might like you know seem contrasting to that (laughs) um because you know we're we're all people who have like differing like sensibilities to just all of our senses um (laughs) um and you know with healthy exploration um you know we find we find out and learn more things about our sexuality that we learn things about ourselves, um, like sexually that we, that we wouldn't have if we just kind of like, you know, kept to, um, what we were taught, like rigid, rigid things that we were taught about not being comfortable with our bodies and sexuality. That's what I mean. (laughs) Um, but, but yeah, that, that answers that. <laughs> so would you please tell us about your first time having sex or a significant early sexual experience? So my first time, um, again, like it's, I'm not going to go into, uh, like too much detail. Um, but, um, my first sexual experience was, um, when I was, 17 and again like i didn't really have too much um like exposure or conversations about like sex or sexuality like the the only conversations that my parents had with me on it was like um don't get pregnant use condoms okay this is that's it and i'm just like well that's not really much information. <laughs> it's not. Um, and, in sh- and also like in terms of intimacy, you know, at the time I thought, you know, like if, if I'm physically attracted to someone like, well, then, then does that also mean that must also mean that I'm just really romantically attracted to this person as well when, you know, I've learned that that was not true at all. (laughs) It's like, that's not always necessarily true. Um, Like, you know, one doesn't automatically mean the other. Um, Because like I said earlier on, um, you can definitely be sexually attracted to someone without um, being romantically attracted to them. Um, And a lot of the times you know, the way I was raised, I feel like I, um, you know, had the idea embedded that, you know, you should only have sex with the people that you're in love with. So, (laughs) um, which again, like not really like the healthiest way to teach, um, like young people about like sexual intimacy. So, um, but, uh, to, to continue, um, you know, I actually, 
I didn't have like the worst experience. Um, like it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like great either. Um, it's just kind of like something that, you know, at the time it felt like, um, like really exciting because it was, it was a guy that I had, um, by definition been like infatuated with for <laughs> like a while. Um, yeah. And, um, oh, gosh, like, and in high school, um, you know, again, all of these, like, just things that you've been taught about sex from, you know, so many different sources, um, would kind of go through my head, like, you know, um, it's like, do I feel like I want to date this guy? Like, is it something that's just like temporary? Like, does he really want me just sexually? It's like, I never really kind of knew where, like where I was, like, um, and like whatever relationship that we had. Um, so after we had sex, I just kind of, um, didn't really know how to establish that boundary. Um, and, and then I did find out that, you know, it was just like a one-time thing. Um, and, you know, I was just like, okay, but, you know, being that young, there were still just like lingering feelings in my head about like, well, now I'll never really know, like, <laughs> if I'm romantically attracted to this person or not, um, without really like, um, I guess, um, really interacting with him, like, other than, like, sexually, mm -hmm. um, and, um, and it kind of, like, <laughs> it kind of, like, fucked me up to the point where, like, one day I was just like, you know what, like, I did have feelings for you, like, or or at least I think I did at the time is what I should say. Um, and, um, and of course, like the whole point was to not like quote unquote, like catch feelings. But, um, but again, like when you can't really tell the difference, like you just kind of default to like, maybe I do have feelings, but you know, upon, um, you know, being educated more on like the difference. I really didn't. <laughs> um, but that's, that's pretty much, I mean, and, and I'll be honest, I'm aware that like what I described was more about like, <laughs> like the, um, me questioning my connection to him, like more than the, like the actual sex, but, Honestly, that's really because, like, the sex part was, like, really underwhelming. So, <laughs> um, it was just underwhelming, and um, I didn't have, like, too many feelings about it. So, that's I'm going to end that story there. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be willing to tell us about one or more experiences that were not underwhelming? Good, even? Um, yes, actually, um, there was, 
um, oh my gosh, like, uh, I would like to meet more people, um, who have like cried during orgasms because apparently like every other person I've talked to or like, I, it's like, I've never had like an intense reaction, like, like to something like that. And I'm just like, well, <laughs> well I have. And, um, it was, it was something that was like really strange to experience for the first time. And, and, um, it was with someone that I was, um, in a long-term relationship with, um, previously, not anymore. Um, but, but it just all goes back to like, you know, some of the, like, just for me, not for everyone, but for me, um, some of the best sex I've ever had was with, um, people that I've just like been able to, um, like, so like connect with like so closely like emotionally and like um and it is just just with that open like so much um like just physical and emotional um like intimacy uh and like something that I hadn't experienced previously because um I'll be honest before like my first long-term relationship about, um, like four, four or five years ago, um, I was mostly just in and out of casual relationships. Um, and for someone who, who does crave emotional connections, you know, it's, you know, it was really like a long time, uh, <laughs> like coming, I guess I was like, man, this is, this is really like what it feels like. And it's great. And, you know, the, the sex feels, um, like genuine. And, um, it was the first time I was able to talk about like, um, like physical boundaries and like, um, even when things didn't go like the way that we thought, like we can actually like really talk about them and even establish things that, you know, make us uncomfortable, you know? Um, and like, I just love, um, encouraging people to be like comfortable with even talking about it. Um, and I think, um, just the, uh, not fear, but you know, the vulnerability. Yes. Um, because again, like, I feel like for, at least with my upbringing, it's something that was taught as something that, you know, isn't something that is very comfortable to talk about, like in, in, in any form. Um, so when I learned more about like sex and what, like, um, you know, what's healthy and what is like unhealthy, um, you know, like the more, the more I realized, like, you know, this is just, you know, this is just a normal, like, human being thing that, you know, can be just very, like, fulfilling and just wonderful if we just teach, like, you know, like, healthy boundaries yeah. and, like, ways of communicating it, like, effectively, you know? <laughs> um, and, you know, ever since I've, like, made that realization for myself, 
um, yeah, it just became like very easy for me to talk about it. Very easy. Um, you know, with still like respecting people's boundaries. Cause I know that not everybody, you know, necessarily likes to talk about it. And, and, you know, even teaching that that's fine too, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely. But, yeah. <laughs> so this is a very personal question, mm-hmm. but when was the first time you cried during an orgasm? Um, so it was I'm trying to think, um, it was either, it was either, I want to say it was, it was about like last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the, it was the only time it ever happened, by the way, like oh, just, okay. just once. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, and I want, and I want to say like it was because of, and again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a scientist. I'm not like, um, a sex therapist. I'm not like in any way someone who really knows anything about like the body to this extent, but, um, like my body had just never felt anything that, um, like physically, um, like I guess intensive before, um, in that way to where like, it just triggered like that reaction from me, like emotionally, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And it was like crying from like just the intensity of it. Um, just from how good it felt, I guess. And it was, it was strange, but fulfilling at the same time. (laughs) Cause normally it's something that you don't really want to happen like during sex. But, um, for me, I was just like, Oh, like, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So you talked earlier about how you think it's important to explore your sexuality beyond um, the rigid boundaries that <laughs> you and so many of us were taught. Would you tell us about a time you explored your sexuality by yourself or with a partner? Yes. Um, and, um, and I do want to like clarify as well. Like when I say kind of like rigid boundaries, um, like I've, I've met men who, um, for example, um, like don't want to use like sex toys in the bedroom because they feel like it's that they're not like, it means that they're not not doing enough for their partner sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I was, um, and when I was with a man who just absolutely did not feel that way, he, he was like, Oh yeah, like we could try it and it could like potentially like, um, enhance like feeling and intimacy. And, and I was just like, like, great, you know, an opportunity to like communicate and potentially like feel like, even better than both of us ever had before. <laughs> cause that's re- cause that's really what the goal is. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and even if it doesn't work out, it's like, we tried something new. Like I can give myself, a, we can give ourselves an applause for that. I think. Um, <laughs> um, but, um, I think, 
I haven't, I haven't done anything, um, what I would say, um, like too adventurous yet. Cause I mm. haven't been with someone who has, um, really had that, um, level of comfort, which again is fine. Um, cause I'm aware that not everyone wants to do the certain things that I want to in the bedroom and mm. that's okay. Um, um, oh yes. Um, cock rings are fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, I mean, it's like, man, it took me like five minutes just to like, think of what, what to call that. Um, but, but yeah, that's really like one of the other things I've, I've like tried, um, you know, um, like, like dildos are great for personal use. Um, like, um, bullet vibes, like you can't go wrong with those. Um, you just got to find one that's like, um, you know, that just fits you and like the kind of intensity of pleasure that you want. Um, but other than that, that's, that's pretty much my extent. Cause, um, the other things that I want, I would have to break the bank for. So <laughs> may <laughs> like, ask what they are. Um, the, any like of the magic wands are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, man, like it seems to get like a lot of really good reception, but I, it's not nearly something that I'm able to afford. So I'm just going to have to like save up for that, I guess, or have a really long conversation with my current partner about that. Um, <laughs> cause, um, at this point, that's like the only way I would be able to, um, obtain something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm just, I'm looking because I do I do have um my current partner now um I'm just looking forward to like you know um just exploring new things with him because we we currently don't live together so it's just like a lot of stuff that's like bubbling up in in our minds and our hearts and our loins I guess <laughs> <laughs> so oh my um yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I've, I've always considered myself, like, you know, the, like, the more comfortable that I became with talking about sex, the more I realized just how much, you know, just how much I enjoyed it. Like, it's, it's something that, that I really enjoy. Um, and again, enjoy more when there's an emotional connection. So, um, but yeah. Marvelous. Mm hmm. So you spoke a bit about inviting men that you dated to use sex toys and Mm -hmm. some of them weren't open to it and some of them were. Has there been a time that one of your partners invited you to try something new in the bedroom and it was maybe outside of your comfort zone, but it was something you were willing to explore? Um... Let me see. I haven't, I haven't, I'll, I'll be honest. I haven't run into this yet. Um, because, um, like I, I feel, um, well, I don't know how to say, um, I, I'm glad that, um, you know, any like things that my past partners have suggested, um, for us to try, I've been, 
very open to, um, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, I've yet to run into something where I was just like, 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 whoa, take it easy. I'm not, I'm not like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have yet to run into thing like to run into anything like that. Um, but you know, I, I never know, like it, it could happen. Um, but I, I really am open to like, um, just things that my partner may not, may not think that I'm comfortable with. Cause you know, every other time, like we talk about trying something, he's just like, like, Oh, and I'm just like, like, yeah, just, just ask me and I'll give you an honest answer. (laughs) 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 Um, so yeah, that's, that's the answer to that. (laughs) Cool. So in your opinion, what makes good sex good? Well, the first is, um, obviously communication and, um, being aware of your partner's boundaries and sensibilities to certain things. Um, (laughs) like that's the foundation of that. Uh, and, um, and then just, Man, like, this is like a really hard question for me to answer because, um, well, one, I've been having a lot of good sex lately. Um, and, (laughs) (laughs) and, um, uh, I mean, and most of the time, um, we will kind of do, um, like just very similar things to each other. But, um, but we'll somehow end up feeling even better each time. Um, and I, and part of me wants to say that it's because like, you know, maybe each time, (laughs) and this, this is kind of like going in a different direction, but like, maybe we're both saying to ourselves, like, like, oh, we just, we just have to like get better each time. Like, as if it's competition. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, um, because it really does sometimes feel that way. It's like, man, I just have to like, I just have to like work harder to make like, you know, my partner like feel like even better, <laughs> you know, each time. And I think, and I really think that is what, what makes it, what makes it good is just wanting to, um, like just genuinely wanting to please another person, um, is my answer. And just, you know, wanting to, um, like perform, like not to just make yourself feel good, but like to equally feel good, you know, together. Um, so that, that's my answer. <laughs> Marvelous. Well, Grace, I have had an amazing time talking to you. Thank you. I've had just an equally amazing time talking to you as well. Um, and thank you so much for allowing me to be as awkward and honest as I am. <laughs> I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Thank you. Do you have any closing words you would like to leave with the listeners? Um, not really. I mean, um, 
I will say this. Um, again, I just, I just encourage everyone to, um, you know, just, just be true to yourself and, you know, w- within reasonable boundaries and, you know, always encourage yourself and others to be safe. Um, no matter if you're, you know, being a little, a little raunchy or nasty or, or, <laughs> or tender, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Safety and, and communication is always, you know, the, the, the best policies that you can give yourself and others in, in these kinds of, uh, relationships and situations. So that's my closing statement. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Have a great day. And to you as well. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Peak, which was hosted and produced by me, Robin Wheelock. Our theme music was produced by Johnny Manchild of Johnny Manchild and the Poor Bastards. You can follow The Peak on Facebook, or on Twitter and Instagram at Listen to the Peak. For more information, visit us at thepeak.blueberry.net. That's thepeak.blubrry.net. If you want to support the Peak, you can make a contribution to our Coffee, Venmo, or PayPal accounts so that we can make better and more frequent episodes for you. You can also support us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes or wherever it is you listen. Thank you.